our bookkeeping team has a ton of e-commerce experience and e-commerce tends to be the most complicated bookkeeping. So if you can do e-commerce bookkeeping, uh, you can easily do bookkeeping for a marketing agency or a coach or a real estate or whatever it is. My argument would be that no entrepreneur should be doing their own books. First of all, it's not a good use of your time. You should be focused on sales, marketing, and expansion. And second of all, most entrepreneurs are not good at bookkeeping and they just have to pay to get their books cleaned up down the line. My advice is to think of yourself as a business with Amazon being one of your channels. Focus on growing your brand, focus on growing your list, focus on not just adjusting to every little thing that Amazon does, but thinking bigger picture. And those are the clients that, that we love working with and, and that have seen a lot of success. So on today's episode, you're going to learn about probably one of the most boring aspects of running a business, but yet the most important, which is bin counting or your finances. We're going to specifically be talking about bookkeeping for e-commerce. It's a great episode you do not want to miss, so do stay tuned. Retail and e-commerce have witnessed an unprecedented transformation in the last decade. The widespread adoption of mobile technology, social media, as well as the lowered cost of cloud-based technology have not only eroded the barriers to entry in retail, but it's also led to the rapid rise and dominance of digital native product brands that sell directly to their customers. On this podcast, you'll get the scoop on customer acquisition and retention strategies employed by high-growth digital native product brands. Not being afraid to spend because you know that customer is going to pay it back uh, three or four-fold. That's when you start to unlock channels in the way that they were meant to be used. And Listen to interviews with experts at the forefront of technology and innovation in digital retail. Three years ago, they wouldn't have come to us because, yeah, the macro trend of cloud, Wi-Fi, broadband availability, that was a real, that was a real problem. Hear first-hand stories from founders of innovative direct-to-consumer brands. Although I was thinking about the competition, I was more thinking about, like, how do I just build a freaking successful business? We focus on driving as much traffic as possible, converting that traffic, uh, and then dumping money back into driving more traffic. These insights will help you consistently 2x growth in specific areas of your direct-to-consumer brand. This is the 2x e-commerce podcast, hosted by Kunle Campbell. As you continue to grow your e-commerce business, access to growth capital would increasingly play a significant role in achieving and surpassing your financial and social goals. Why should you give up equity or pay high interest rates to grow your business? There is a new way to access growth capital that transforms e-commerce businesses. Wayflyer has shaken the way e-commerce operators access working capital. With a dedication to only D2C e-commerce businesses, Wayflyer will fund you on a fairer fund-as-you-grow model, meaning if your sales slow down, so does the amount you transfer back. There's just a simple fee and the funds you need to grow are deposited to your account instantly. It's worth checking out on wayflyer.com. That's W-A-Y-F-L-Y-E-R. We are here to help you sell more. Now, speaking of which, on today's episode, it's an interview I um, I have with um, Nathan Hirsch. I think it's his second appearance on the podcast. Initially, he was um, running um, a freelance platform called FreeUp. 
they exited a um, multi-million dollar exit. Um, he was very generous with his staff who were out in, in the Philippines. And um, he just has the e-commerce bug. Um, so he went on to, to create um, um, a, a platform called the Outsource School offer back or free up. And then um, Ecom Balances is his new venture, which is like a turnkey solution for e-commerce um, you know, um, teams, which is just predominantly booked as a service, you know, accounting um, platforms out there. And they, they essentially help you all do the bin counting, essentially, you know, the finances on a on a, on a, on a on a day-to-day basis. I think they um, you, you touch base with a team like once a week. So we talk, we talk about cadence. We talk about um, just first principle thinking. You know, this is what this podcast is all about. What you need to know, the fundamentals you need to know about bookkeeping and how that affects, you know, accounting. We talk about, you know, cash-based accounting versus um, accrual accounting. Um, we, we go through quite a ton um, from, from a finance standpoint and what you, what you should know um, as an e-commerce founder, um, towards just, um, you know, just tidying up your finances and getting a pulse of the business. It's one thing you you must always do, which is getting that pulse of the business. Um, it's not just pulse of the business from a marketing standpoint, but also from um, a finances standpoint. And yeah, it all starts with bookkeeping. And then um, obviously it, it, it evolves to, 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 to accounting and, and understanding your numbers, getting really on top of your numbers. So if you're a founder, particularly, um, or you're part of a small e-commerce team and you happen to be tasked with the bookkeeping yourself, this is a great episode you want to sort of, um, you know, listen to for sure. Um, I'll leave it at that and, you know, enjoy the episode. The 2X e-commerce podcast is brought to you by Klaviyo, the ultimate e-commerce marketing platform for email and SMS messaging. Whether you're launching your e-commerce business or taking your brand to the next level, Klaviyo gives you the tools to get growing faster. That is why it's trusted by over 50,000 e-commerce brands like Brooklinen, Non, and Chubby's. Build your contact list, send emails that pop, and create marketing moments that build valuable customer relationships over any distance. Get started for free today. Visit clavio.com forward slash 2x to create your free account. That is K-L-A-V-I-Y-O.com forward slash 2x. Welcome, Nathan, to the 2x e-commerce podcast. Thanks so much for having me. Good to be back. Good to be back. You're, you're no stranger in, in this studio, this virtual studio um, we call 2X e-commerce. Um, quick, quick, quick one. Um, last time you were you know, all about freelancers, the, the, there was um, a platform which you successfully exited called FreeUp. Um, tell, us, tell us about FreeUp. Tell us about all that has transpired um, between the last time you were here and, and now. Yeah. So before FreeUp, I, I was a big Amazon seller and I scaled that business using VAs and freelancers, which is how I got into that space. And FreeUp actually started with a $5,000 investment and us taking VAs and freelancers that knew Amazon from our Amazon business that we weren't using full time and essentially leasing them out to other e-commerce sellers. And that went really well. People really liked the service. They liked our people. And we turned that into a full-blown marketplace where we would pre-vet e-commerce VAs and freelancers before we let them, (laughs) excuse me, before we let them on the platform, 
and connect them with e-commerce sellers. So sellers would say, hey, I need someone who knows Amazon listing or graphic design or e-commerce customer service or whatever it is. And we would match them up and we wouldn't necessarily manage them, but we'd be there if any issues came up and we had great support. And and this business grew. We did a, a million dollars in our first year, five million in our second, nine million in our third, 12 million in our fourth, uh, before being acquired by one of our clients at the end of 2019, uh, right before the pandemic, which was kind of crazy. So we had a, a successful exit there. We couldn't have sold it to, to better people. And, and since then, we've been trying to figure out how we stay in the e-commerce space and what we do differently. And, and that's kind of how the idea for, for Ecom Balance, a monthly bookkeeping service for, for e-commerce sellers uh, came about. But I'm happy to, to kind of dive into the, the sale. Super interesting. What did you exit um, for your pond? What was your exit? Um... Yeah, so I can't share the, the numbers of it, but it, I mean, it definitely um, set us up to be financially free for life. And uh, the people we sold it to honored every part of our agreement. We ended up taking uh, $500,000 from the sale and giving it to our internal team in the Philippines. Um, not necessarily, we have thousands of freelance, we had thousands of freelancers on the platform, but the, the 30 VAs that, that ran the internal operations of FreeUp, uh, we rewarded them. And, and it really was a win, win, win for everyone. That's amazing. That's life changing, you know, um, that sort of money in the Philippines. Amazing stuff. Amazing stuff. So you have 30, 30 members, team members there. Um, so which brings me to the question here that um, with what you're doing with Acom Balance, um, if you're financially free, there, there, there's, there's, there's a lot of meaning to it. Um, why do you care so much about like the e-commerce, you know, um, community to, to want to deliver a service, you know, after you've, you know, um, successfully exited in, in a way that's, you know, financially and, um, you know, personally rewarding for, for you. Yeah. So to, to kind of bring it back. So we sold it in November, 2019. Mm -hmm. The original plan was to take a year off and, and travel the world and, and not do anything. Unfortunately, the pandemic hit. So we were kind of stuck inside and we didn't really have a, a new business idea at the time. So what we ended up doing is launching Outsource School, which is a, a hiring course, a hiring membership, which teaches our exact hiring process. We don't provide VAs or freelancers, but you get our interviewing, onboarding, training, and managing process. And hmm. that's pretty hands-off. We, we have a small team that, that runs that. We have a, a lot of members. People get a lot of value out of it. But after running that for a good year, we kind of miss the, the service side of it and being able to actually help e-commerce sellers with the, the parts of their business and, and get in there. And we just didn't know how to do it. And I think Connor and I both really like unsexy businesses. Uh, if you think of hiring and bookkeeping, a lot of times it's, it's not top of mind for, for people. Um, but we also, we love building businesses. Neither of us are ready to, to just retire. I think selling free up allows us to build businesses in a different way where we can put more money up front, hire US people, um, spend more money on marketing with necessarily without necessarily bootstrapping everything. Um, but we want to see if we can have the same success, but in a, a different vertical. And when we think back to to our success with our Amazon business, with FreeUp, with Outsource School, and, and hopefully now with Ecom Balance, it really came down to hiring and processes, which is what Outsource School is about, but also knowing our financials and more importantly, making good business decisions each month based on what the numbers are telling us. And, and that's something we did each month of FreeUp. We had a monthly meeting with Connor and I. We'd review our numbers, we would review our income statement, balance sheet, cash flow, and we would look at trends. We would compare 
this month to the previous month, this month to the same month last year? Are our expenses going up? Are our margins going up or down? Are fixed price versus hourly freelancers, which one's doing better and and what, what track are they going on? So we would make these comparisons and then we would make the decisions. Do we invest in this conference? Do we hire more people? Do we hold off hiring until revenue catches up with expenses? So being able to, to look at those numbers and make intelligent decisions without just making guesses and, and gut decisions what was a big part of us having success in our businesses. And we wanted to give other entrepreneurs the, the power to do that without having to have without having them do bookkeeping themselves, because I personally don't believe any entrepreneur should be doing their own bookkeeping. Okay. So you talk about um, you know, so, so when you say we, um, who who is who who are you referring to as your your partner, Kona? Yeah, so I, I have a business partner, Connor. He was actually my my first hire back in college for my Amazon business, my first employee, and uh, we he became my business partner shortly after that, and, and we've worked together in every business so far. Fantastic, fantastic, fantastic. Okay, um, with ecom balance, is it strictly just e-commerce stores, or um, is is it strictly the e-commerce industry? So we have clients that are not e-commerce. We have a team that handles non-e-commerce clients. We're not 100% sure how we're going to market that if we have a separate domain or, or whatever. Um, but I, I think our target is e-commerce sellers. I mean, we're, we're hopefully known in the e-commerce space. We I personally know a lot of e-commerce sellers more than any other business. So our, our, our bookkeeping team has a ton of e-commerce experience. And e-commerce tends to be the most complicated bookkeeping. So if you can do e-commerce bookkeeping, uh, you can easily do bookkeeping for a marketing agency or a coach or a real estate or whatever it is. Um, e-commerce tends to be the hardest. But we want to provide a, a, an e-commerce bookkeeping solution. And through our market research and what we've known throughout the years is if you're an e-commerce seller and you hire a bookkeeper that doesn't understand e-commerce, that's going to create a huge mess. There's a lot of nuances that appear in an e-commerce business, whether it's Amazon fees or Shopify fees or cost of goods sold or inventory that don't appear in other businesses. So you want to make sure whatever bookkeeping service you hire really knows e-commerce well. And I think that's what we bring to the table. Interesting. Interesting. And um, just to not just speak only about e-commerce balance in this, on this podcast, um, can you speak to an exit? Um, so you, you, you went through, you know, um, the exits of, of free up, um, and it went really well. What do you think from a finance perspective and also operational perspective that led to the clean exit you had with free up? Yeah. So, I mean, first of all, we had immaculate books going back four years. One of the first things that we did in free up before we were even profitable is we hired a, a bookkeeper and they kept track of our books every single month. We were getting reports even when we weren't revenue positive, we weren't profitable and we saw our expenses and we made decisions. And so what, what happened, not only did we have clean books that passed due diligence, but the initial conversation that we had with the buyer where they asked a lot of questions about our business we knew our numbers. When they asked about our profit margin, when they asked about number of clients, when they asked about our, our revenue and the direction it was going, we had answers to these questions. And down the line, when they actually got our access to our books and dug into it, everything they saw in our books matched exactly what we told them on the initial call, which 
built a lot of trust. It shows that we knew our business, we knew our numbers, we weren't just making stuff up. And, and that's a big part of it. And I know a lot of people that that buy businesses in the e-commerce space. And if if the person they're buying from doesn't know their numbers and they don't have immaculate books, they're not touching that business. That's the, the bare minimum. Now, the other thing that having good books allows you to do is, is first of all, if you're doing a cruel basis for e-commerce, that is going to allow you to have a better multiple. I know Joe Valley at Quiet Light, uh, who owns a company called Exitpreneur, talks about all the time that if you want to maximize your e-commerce business sale, having it in a cruel basis is incredibly important. <clears throat> but it also allows you to have the right deductions because most businesses sell at a multiple. So the multiple could be three times EBITDA, five times, 10 times, uh, whatever it is, that EBITDA is earnings before taxes uh, and, and appreciation. So but what you're able to do is, is deduct certain things. So for example, if I have a conference that I go to every single year, the person buying my business doesn't have to um, doesn't have to pay for that conference. So that $10,000 conference sponsorship, let's say, can actually turn into a multiple, let's say, of four. So that could be an extra $40,000 that you sell it from. So having clean books allows you to do certain things like deduct conferences, um, allows you to get the highest multiple, but also allows you to sell your business to begin with. Makes sense. Makes sense. Should we speak a bit more to accrual, you know, to accounting on an accrual basis? Um, do, you, do you want to break it down um, so, so listeners can, you know, have a better understanding of um, what it means to, you know, run your accounting on, on an accrual basis? Yeah, absolutely. So Versus think cash. of cash. Yeah. So cash basis accounting. Think of when someone buy, let's say that you pay a vendor, it goes on your credit card or you receive money. The second it goes into your bank account or the second it's charged on your credit card, it goes into your books. So let's say you bought inventory. If you spent $50,000 on inventory today, if you do cash basis, that's going to show up in your books right now, even though you're, you might be selling that $50,000 over the next three months. If you do accrual basis, whether you're cost of goods averaging um, or you're, you're actually recognizing it when you make that sale, then that $50,000 is going to be spread out over three months. So if you're doing, let's say you're doing cash basis, you might show a huge loss in January, but a lot of profit in February, March, April because of that $50,000 one-time charge. And that mm -hmm. doesn't really tell you anything that you can't make a decision based on, on a huge loss and lots of profit when really that inventory was made for the, the three, four months, whatever it is. If you're doing a cruel basis, you're going to have a much more accurate picture of what you're making every single month, even though that $50,000 was charged in January. Now, there's other things too. Like, let's say you're on net 90 with, um, let's say you're selling retail and you're on net 90 where Walmart doesn't pay you for three months. Accrual lets you factor that in, whereas cash basis, it's not going to actually hit your books um, until you get that payment from, from Walmart. So yeah. having a cruel basis for, for an e-commerce business is incredibly important. For free up, it's less important because we were charging free, we were charging clients and then paying freelancers a week later. There really was no net 90, net 180. It was very yeah. cash flow positive. But for most e-commerce businesses, accrual makes a lot more sense, not only for making decisions every month, but also going to sell your business. Let's take this quick break to hear from our sponsors. 
the subscription market is predicted to grow to nearly 500 billion by 2025. As a fast-growing area in commerce, subscriptions hold tremendous opportunities to build a community of customers who share your values. Recharge is the leading subscription management solution helping e-commerce merchants of all sizes launch and scale subscription offerings. Recharge powers the growth of over 15,000 subscription merchants and their communities, turning one-time transactions into long-term customer relationships. Whether you're a direct-to-consumer business or an omni-channel brand, subscriptions strengthen their brand relationships with your customers and make it easy for customers to make repeat purchases. With subscriptions, merchants are able to experience predictable revenue, increased customer loyalty, and higher average order values. Turn transactions into relationships and experience seamless subscription commerce with Recharge. Get started today with a subscription payment solution trusted by over 50 million subscribers worldwide by heading over to rechargepayments.com forward slash 2x. That is rechargepayments.com forward slash 2x. Did you know that loyal customers are nine times more likely to convert compared to a first-time shopper? That's why exceptional customer service is so important for your retention and growth. I recommend using Gorgeous, the leading help desk for Shopify, Magento, and big commerce merchants. Gorgeous combines all your communication channels, including email, SMS, social media, live chat, and phone into one platform. This saves your team hours per day and makes managing customer orders a breeze. It also integrates seamlessly with your existing tech stack so you can access customer information and even edit, return, refund, or create an order right from your help desk. To learn more, go to gorgeous.com. That's G-O-R-G-I-A-S.com and mention 2X e-commerce podcast for two months free. That is gorgeous.com for two months free. Just mention 2X e-commerce. Makes a lot of sense. And um, from from that point of view, is it, it seems more an accounting setup as against uh, bookkeeping. So what should... You know, people who, for instance, um, are doing their bookkeeping in-house, what should they bear in mind um, if they want to adopt an accrual, you know, um, you know, accounting system? Is there anything they need to adjust in their bookkeeping to 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 um, to align with with an accrual system? Yeah. So, I mean, I, I'm not necessarily here to, to teach people bookkeeping and accounting. I'm not a, a bookkeeper. We hire great bookkeepers. We hire great accountants. Um, mm-hmm. First of all, you should be using uh, like QuickBooks or Xero. Those are the top two accounting softwares. Um, trying mm-hmm. to do accrual in Excel or really doing bookkeeping in Excel or anything like that um, is not going to go well for you. And if you use something like QuickBooks and you know what you're doing as a bookkeeper, QuickBooks allows you to show your books in accrual in cash. So you actually are able to, to see both sides. Now, if you're doing it in-house and you're hiring a bookkeeper and a bookkeeper that knows e-commerce, that's great. If you're doing it in-house and that just means you're doing your own books, my argument would be that no entrepreneur should be doing their own books. First Mm -hmm. of all, it's not a good use of your time. You should be focused on sales, marketing, and expansion. 
And second of all, most entrepreneurs are not good at bookkeeping and they just have to pay to get their books cleaned up down the line. And Mm -hmm. cleaning up books is usually way more expensive than just hiring someone to do it correctly from day one. So that's kind of my, my overall advice. Yeah. I just wanted to ask for the sake of transparency, you know, um, just to, to make sure that, you know, people understand what the implications are from a bookkeeping standpoint. Um, so in, with, with Ecom Balance, um, you, you have a pool of, of bookkeepers that, that understand e-commerce. Is, is, is that, is, is that the, the setup or um, is everything, does everything come through to your, um, to your company and then your internal staff should sort of take on the account as a service? It's not a marketplace. This is a service business, right? Yeah, it's not a marketplace. It's a service. So each, okay. each, the client that signs up gets a team leader and a staff bookkeeper that work together. And we have a financial controller as well. So you're really getting three levels of people working on your account. <clears throat> the way it works is you can go on our site, Econ Balance, you submit for a quote, you provide us a little information plus access to your current books. We give you a quote, assuming you agree to it, we'll get you integrated. We have a, a great integrated specialist to get us view only access to your accounts. That way we don't have to chase after you each month for statements and stuff. We already have the access that we need. From there, we'll have a a kickoff call uh, with our team and make sure that we are all on the same page, answer any questions that that you have, um, and then we'll hit the ground running. And once we get done with any kind of catch up or cleanup work, which may not apply, we charge you on the first of every month. We get you income statement balance sheet cash flow by the 15th, along with findings and recommendations and the health of your business. And I think the unique value proposition is we're entrepreneurs first. We're e-commerce sellers first. We, we speak entrepreneurship and we want to put numbers in a way that you can understand every single month so that you can make great decisions every single month. And there's some added bonuses to that, like tax season is less stressful. You can just turn everything over to your accountant. We'll even communicate directly with your accountant. Um, you'll be able to get investments or funding or sell your business easy, easier. But the main thing is helping you make great business decisions every single month, which is what's going to allow you to not only take bookkeeping off your plate, but scale your business. Um, which is your favorite um, app, you know, um, bookkeeping app, QuickBooks or, um, or Zero? So we're compatible with both. Uh, We prefer QuickBooks just because our bookkeepers just have more experience with QuickBooks. Uh, We've Mm -hmm. used Xero with other companies. So our default is QuickBooks. If you're already in QuickBooks or you don't have books and we're setting up for the first time, we'll use QuickBooks. If you, for some reason, you love Xero or if you're already set up in Xero, we're not going to migrate everything over to QuickBooks. We'll just use Xero. But those are the only two tools that that we'll use. If you're in like Wave or GoDaddy Books or whatever it is, um, we would not be compatible and we'd have to get you set up in QuickBooks. The other thing to keep in mind is A2X. We use A2X. We have a partnership with them. Um, it's included in all of our pricing, and that connects uh, Amazon, Shopify, Walmart, whatever it is, to Amazon in order to get accurate fees, accurate data, and it just makes it way easier. So at a bare minimum, if you're an e-commerce business, having either QuickBooks or Zero and, and A2X has to be part of your tech stack. Okay, makes sense, makes sense. Is, is there any... Other point, any other tip you have um, to, to entrepreneurs really build in to sell? You know, a lot of, you know, e- a lot of people are in e-com, obviously for the passion, but they, they also envisage some sort of exit. So from a financial standpoint, you know, you mentioned the fact that, you know, you need to keep, you need to be on top of your books. You need to get that cadence. Um, what are the 
financial health um, habits should you build in place um, rather than having to scramble um, when you think, okay, now it's time to sell? Yeah, great question. So a few other tips, you should have a meeting on your calendar on the 15th of every month where you review your books together. And we, if you go to econbalance.com, you can actually get our meeting agenda um, and, and grab that and go through that with your business partner. You also want to have your book segmented. So for free up, for example, we had fixed price freelancers and hourly freelancers. So we could see our, our profit, our profit margin, our costs, our revenue for those. For an e-com business, you might have different marketplaces like Amazon Europe, Amazon Japan, Amazon US. You might have different SKUs. Maybe you have five different SKUs and you want to see how each SKU is doing. There are a lot of sellers out there that might be selling 10 products, but only two of them are profitable and they're wasting a lot of time and money on the other eight SKUs. So you need to be able to segment your books and know how each product is doing. And when you go to sell your business, you want to be able to show how much money you're making for, per each product. Some companies might only be interested in buying a certain amount of your products and not all of them. Um, but you, you can't just have everything clumped together. That's not a great way to make decisions. It's also not going to help you sell your business down the line. Makes a lot of sense. Makes a lot of sense. Nathan, um, it's been an absolute pleasure, you know, having you. I enjoyed our initial conversation with FreeUp and, um, you know, it's it's incredible to, to know you exited. And Econ Balance just sounds like a an, like an very, very, very necessary, um, you know, service to, to just free up, pardon the pun, not intended, you know, the, the time, energy, um, of you know e-commerce entrepreneurs and also just you know help them understand their books better to 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 run their businesses more efficiently. Before I let you go, um, you know you you you're privy to a lot of accounts, obviously, and you're subject to you know um, or to 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 confidentiality to clients' confidentiality. But um, just on a very macro level. Um, what are you seeing in the performance of e-commerce businesses now in 2022 with, with inflation? Um, are any regions doing better than, than others? Are you a global um, you know, business? And, and what, what, what trends are you seeing at, at e Balance? Yeah, it's a great question. Every business is a little different. I will say the businesses that are very focused on, on building their brand and, and consider themselves a, a business, not just an Amazon business, although Amazon is a channel that they sell on, those are the ones that, that continue to have success. Those are the ones that are um, less dependent on the, the different terms that, that Amazon or, or just the supply chain um, supply chain issues might take. Um, but, but it completely depends. I mean, you have some businesses that, that feel it a lot. You have some businesses that, that don't. My advice is to think of yourself as a business with Amazon being one of your channels. Focus on growing your brand. Focus on growing your list. Focus on not just adjusting to every little thing that Amazon does, but thinking bigger picture. And those are the clients that that we love working with and, and that have seen a lot of success. Interesting, interesting. How long do you think um, this slowdown will will take? Twelve months, eighteen months, three years? <laughs> I think within two years, things will resolve themselves. That That's my guess. Um, I mean, the fixing a lot of the supply chain issues has a lot of benefits to everyone. I don't know if it'll necessarily go back to exactly the way it was before, but two years from now, if we're still having a lot of the massive issues that we're having now, I would be incredibly surprised, but who knows? I'm not, I'm not necessarily the best at, at predicting the future. Right. So now's the time really to, to, to go, you know, multi-channel, if not to, you know, omni-channel to, to really, you know, really squeeze out every channel. Um, you think, 
Um, another question I, I have was more around um, maturity, you know, business maturity as to when you need like an in-house financial person. Um, you know, some some D2C brands, for instance, have like a fractional CFO in their mix um, just to help with decision making. They would love more um, time with, with a fractional, you know, CFO. It is what it is. Do, do, do you do you have an idea on kind of like um, just the maturity from a revenue standpoint as to what what you'd need from a personal standpoint? We, we know the tech stack, which you, you clearly explained. Thank you. We know we need bookkeeping from the get-go. But as you mature, you know, um, in revenue and customer base and things and complexity with channels and, and all, when would you start to, to, to need internal human resources to to essentially fudge your 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 financial you know side of things forward yeah so the way that i like to think of it is that there's three parts you've got your your cpa or your tax person it might be called something different if you're in a different country you've got your bookkeeper and you've got your your cfo now mm-hmm. everyone needs a tax person you should have a tax person right now if you don't already if you're in the u.s i can recommend one if you're not in the u.s um get a referral from someone but they should be focused on your end of year taxes tax strategies um, and and really giving you advice and working with whoever your bookkeeper is. And you need that from day one. You can't delay on that. Now, second is the bookkeeper. You've got Econ Balance, there's other bookkeeping services, and usually you have to be pretty big for it to make sense to hire a full-time internal bookkeeping. Even if you're a $1 million a year business, you don't necessarily have enough work for a full-time bookkeeper on payroll. At a certain point, you might, but most businesses don't need that. And then you've got that CFO. And usually until you're in that few million dollars a year, you don't really need that CFO. And for a CFO, there are part-time CFOs out there. You can hire a full-time CFO. But in my opinion, you want three different people. So you can build a team around your finances. You want a CPA for your taxes. You want a bookkeeper to do the monthly books on time every single month with that being their sole focus to put things in a way that you can understand and make decisions on. And then you want a CFO for for planning and for for thinking long-term and for developing a strategy. And if you have all three of those working together, that's how you can really take off as a business. If you're small, let's say you're under a million dollars, you probably just need a CPA and a bookkeeping service. Usually having a CPA also doing your books doesn't work, one, because it's more expensive than just hiring a separate bookkeeper, and two, the CPA is doing your books in a way to do your taxes. That doesn't mean that it's wrong. It just doesn't necessarily give you the uh, the ability to make decisions every single month. They also go through periods where they get very busy during tax time and they might not be able to do your books on time every single month. And what you want as an entrepreneur is an automatic system where, hey, it's the first of the month, by the 15th, my books get done and it's repeated every single month on time with no issues, with no ups and downs. So that's kind of how I recommend setting everything up. And once you get over a million dollars, then you can start thinking of, do I want a part-time CFO? Do I need a full-time CFO? But to me, the bookkeeping and the, the CPA stays the same. A fundamental. You need that pulse on the business. You need the pulse in the business. I, I, I'm speaking from, from direct experience and, and it's only bookkeeping and clean books, you know, up-to-date books that, that will get you there. You know, essentially it's, it's just that simple. Um, with regards to um, the 15th, as you mentioned, so first of the month and then 15th, that cadence, um, do you then provide like a, you know, report, do you have a meeting with with the client, you know, in terms of um, 
um, just reviewing the books. And, and also that there's like, not every transaction is, is comprehensible, you know, so that with bookkeeping, there's always this back and forth. There's, there's never, or else you'd be presumptuous and make, you know, silly, you know, silly, um, especially with the classifying in the, in the charts of accounts. Um, so, so how do you guys do that in terms of like just resolution of, um, you know, transactions that are not very clear? So uh, by the 15th, and we say the 15th, but our goal is to get it out earlier, um, mm-hmm. we provide income statement, balance sheet, and cash flow along with findings and recommendations. Now, we'll do a lot of meet, we'll do meetings. I shouldn't say a lot of meetings, but we'll do meetings up front with the client, especially when we send that first set of books so we can get any feedback and make any changes. Mm-hmm. But our goal is to provide information where you don't need a meeting with us every single month to understand your books. And in my opinion, if you have to meet with us every single month to understand what we're sending you, then we're not doing a good job on our side. We want to put things in a clear, easy way with a nice chart of accounts where you really understand your business. Now, if you have questions or you want to set up a meeting or whatever it is, we're happy to, to accommodate that. But for the most part, our expectation is you get the income statement, cash flow, balance sheet every single month in a clear way for you to understand along with findings and recommendations so that you can have an internal meeting with your business partner, your husband, your wife, your team leaders, whoever it is, to understand your business and to make business decisions. Mm-hmm. Uh, all right, all right, all right, all right, Nathan. And, and you, you know, you, you you seem to talk a lot about Amazon, but, um, you know, there's Shopify, there's Walmart, there's eBay, Etsy, and several other platforms, right? Yeah, we, okay. we have clients that sell on all those marketplaces and they all fall under the e-commerce so, so we can handle all Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, I like your recommendation on the A2X, um, you know, which sort of joins up, you know, um, your disparate channels essentially into a single, you know, um, accounting format that, um, you know, that's yeah, um, manageable to, 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 to understand. Right. Um, I think, I think we, we've covered everything, you know, I've, I, I've wanted to talk about, um, it's, it's been, you know, refreshing, um, to, 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 to hear some of the information, you know, um, some of that information and also enlightening in terms of, um, the, the, some areas you really, you know, shed light on that, um, I needed to, 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 to know about for people who want to find out more about Ecom Balance, um, it's ecombalance.com. That's E-C-O-M-B-A-L-A-N-C-E.com. Um, and I, I believe you get the first month free. Um, there, there's a number there, your global, I, I presume, are you US? Um, is your service to US entrepreneurs or do you, do you work in various years and what years do you work with? Yeah, so we don't do tax. So we, we bookkeeping is bookkeeping. Uh, generally accepted accounting principles. Uh, we do bookkeeping for clients all over the world. Um, you can go to econbalance.com, mention this podcast when you sign up, you'll get two free months of bookkeeping to, to try us out. All right, all right. Good stuff. Good stuff. Nathan, it's been an absolute pleasure having you on the 2X e-commerce podcast show. And yeah, again, thank you. Thanks so much for having me. Thanks for listening to this episode of 2X e-commerce. We encourage you to connect with our community of 2X e-commerce listeners on our Facebook group, e-commerce growth accelerator mastermind. Just search for 2X e-commerce on Facebook to find it. Answer three questions and you'll be approved. Grab the show notes of this episode on our website, 2xecommerce.com. Finally, if you haven't already, give the show a review on your podcasting app. Catch you on the next show and keep growing.